question is, are you rolling in the deep? Rolling in the deep. I don't, I don't think that's how it goes. I'm sorry, it's Adele. Rolling in the deep. Is it Adele or is it, uh, what's her name? Was Lauren Daigle. I thought it, it was. was it was. Did Lauren Daigle do a, do a cover of it? Well, no, she did that song, uh, Another Rolling Stone, or she's still Rolling Stones, and it sounds just like Adele singing Rolling in the Deep. I am Try entirely it. certain I do not want to listen to that I'm song. I'm still rolling stone. He's still rolling stones. It sounds so cheesy. I love it. It's one of my <laughs> favorites. Welcome to the Chapman Church podcast. My name is Marty Holman, and this is Ryan Thompson next to me. Hopefully he will never do that again. Are, can I be like the Fonz on this, in this uh, show? <laughs> what if, okay, what if we did an entire episode where you act like I would act, and I act <laughs> like you would act? I like that idea, but I want to have time to write down some things that would properly insult you. So I, I, would, I, would, right. I don't want to do that this episode, but that's a great idea. All right. Okay. Watch us at a future episode or listen, and we look forward to hearing <laughs> from you today. <laughs> See, he's kind of moving toward that direction. Yes. He's been cheesy twice now in yes. this podcast. Yes, um, yes. So today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about what's right with the church. We went all like emo on you last episode. We talked about what's wrong with the church as a whole. Today we're gonna to talk about what's right with the church. But before we do that, a few topics of conversation. Um, hurricanes and basements. Mm, not a good combination. No, they don't seem to be. What, what, uh, what is going on? What's going on with the world? Is it God's judgment, Ryan? Okay, Pat Robertson. Here's a hot so. take. Is it hot God's judgment? I mean, like, okay, assuming God was going to judge us, do you really think he would be like, so pre be prepared because I'm going to fill your basements up with water. Ah, oh, feel my wrath. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's... Uh, I don't. I don't think, think that at all. I didn't say I thought it was. I just thought you hinted at that earlier in the, our conversation. No, you didn't. You didn't. It's just, uh, it's been crazy. Like all the rain. Although people have died, so I don't mean to make, to right. make light of that. In but. all all parts of the country, maybe all parts of the world, since I'm so darned selfish, I've only listened to my particular world. Um, and honestly, I don't really listen to the news anymore, so I'm just getting what's around here. But I, we have a friend, Derek Shea, who's been traveling with uh, his group, and they clean up and help people who have gone through hard times, flooding, and every other kind of problem. And they've been to Detroit and Philadelphia, flooding everywhere. That was before July. Mm. So that means this is months now we have been getting... Yeah. So there has been no real summer. It's, it's been like we've had two springs here. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's been, it's been a strange summer. Lots of, lots of wet weather. Yeah. Hmm. And we've had, we've had a few minor problems here at the church, although nothing, nothing like 
that's gonna permanently damage the building or anything. But uh, yeah, some annoying, some annoying struggles. It seems like wherever we are, there's annoying building struggles. <laughs> Would you explain why you're saying that? <laughs> well, I mean, you and I worked at a church where we left that building because it was so annoyingly bad. Mm -hmm. Everything about it, every bad, we were affected in every weather, whether it was sun or intense rain or intense snow, we had something happen to us that was bad. Yeah. These are things that happen. You know what, though? We have iPhones and iPads. What do we have to complain about? <laughs> it's true. Right? There's a lot of good things happening. Like the school year starting. Yes. Children are starting school. And all the parents said, Amen. Amen. I have uh, my three of my kids are in school. One of them is in first grade. Two of them, the twins, are in third grade. And uh, all at Dawson School. And uh, then there's Xander, who's at the Early Childhood Center. Uh, or the Early uh, Correctional Center. <laughs> <laughs> no, over in uh, Jefferson. So, uh, but we love to hear about your... School, school experiences starting out, feel free to write a letter on the Facebook, Chaffin Church Facebook page or um, YouTube seems to be where a lot of people are commenting yeah. on, on, the, uh, on the podcast. Seems to be the happening place. Yes. So please leave us a comment on YouTube. Hey, you know what? I just want to challenge everyone okay. for this episode. Go over to YouTube because I honestly... Me, personally, I don't pay attention if you comment anywhere else. Maybe Marty will. But all the important people are watching YouTube. So go ahead and wow. leave a comment on YouTube of what you'd like us to talk about on a future episode. Other than the whole doppelganger Marty and Ryan episode, which I am greatly looking forward to, by the way. I'm, I'm still thinking about this so a couple minutes later. <laughs> um, but leave, leave, us, leave us a comment on what you'd like to hear about. Hear us talk about, rather, in a future uh, episode. Global warming. Uh, <laughs> privilege. <laughs> it's going to be probably uh, the highlight of our fall. I, I, am, I sense that it will be. It's just going to turn into a roast, basically, and it's going to be so awesome. Okay. Uh, all right. So, some chaffing good news, or maybe you have some more that, that I've had. I have a couple birthdays. Evan James turns another year older. Happy birthday, Evan. Evan, uh, he's only been to the church a few times, but he helped make the digital, uh, what is it called? Digital um, mock-up mock -up or model of, of what our worship space will look like. And so thank you, Evan, and happy birthday to you. Also, Sarah Shea. Sarah Shea, happy birthday. I hope you have another year of bliss and wonder. And uh, happy birthday to you. So that's our chaffing good news. So anyways, last week, as I said before, we spoke about what was wrong with the church. And what we'd said was the, the problems created by the church ultimately came down to leadership, both uh, leadership of the church and staff clergy, both lay leadership and staff and clergy. So uh, this, of course, 
has been mostly true throughout all time. I mean, starting with the apostles who were just humans. Uh, but today it seems like the patterns of the church being in the wrong follow right along with what is wrong with the corporate world. Churches being a corporation, an organization, that is something that we have looked at for years and, and that sometimes we've espoused as the, a positive thing. And to be clear, there are some good things that we've learned from the corporate world as well. It's a great point. But since we're talking about good things, what are the good things that we might well think through in terms of the church? What are good things of business practices being infiltrated into the church? Well, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of good things that the church just does well. That right seems now. super um, general. It is. And I want you to say something specific. It is super general. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Oh, and you're going to get there now. Okay. So first of all, like clearly the church is doing some things well because there are about two point... I'm, I'm looking at the stat right now. There are about 2.18 billion Christians worldwide, at least... Those are the ones that profess publicly to be Christians, uh, which means about 31.6% of the world's population is Christian. So, uh, Which is staggeringly high. Isn't it? You know, you, you figure, um, you know, you go to Europe or even here in the United States, like in, in, in like a Massachusetts or a California, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you think about, oh man, these places are like, quote unquote, post-Christian. We've, we've heard that term. Uh, thrown around some of us right um and that stat is just like unbelievable to me like it's like that's that's high that's very high the question is do they all think exactly like me because if they don't are they really christian probably no no they don't <laughs> think like marty I, so that's really an interesting point because when you think about christianity a lot of times we put ourselves in a box. A little bit what I was talking about earlier about the floods. If it's flooding somewhere else, does that really affect me? Mm. I heard somebody say once, talk about Christianity and, and tribulation. And they were talking about how we don't really... Someday God will bring a great tribulation on us here. And we don't really experience that. And he was talking about end times. Mm. And I was like, well, you should probably tell the people in the Middle East and other places that are being tortured and persecuted for being Christians, you should probably tell them that there's no tribulation. Like, mm. like sometimes we as Christians, we have our little church, yeah. and we have our way of doing things, and we don't think, well, maybe there's a whole group. Maybe there's three or 2.18 billion Christians worldwide that celebrate Jesus as their king. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of churches. And I mean, you're right. It's like the church, it's, it's networked, you know, and, and really um, we, we might not feel the immediate effects of it, but, you know, what happens to Christians in, in one place really should uh, affect Christians in another, you know, on, on, some, on some level. So... There's, there's definitely still a, a persecution out there. And what's interesting is those people, and I say those people, I mean those, the 2.18 billion people, according to Jesus, are our family. 
right? I mean, so those people are our family. And so we, how do you treat family? Well, I hope you treat family well, right? I mean, um, in fact, Jesus said that, that, he, that perhaps this new family is even more important, right? And there's, there's probably some debate there, but it's, it's more important that we cross those lines and really think up through what we do with our brothers and sisters who are going through something uh, horrendous in other places. Do we ignore it? Do we... I mean... But, yeah. but this is what the church can do well if we set our mind to it. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Think outside of just a building or a address or even a community. Right. So the church is, is quite a bit wider than we, than we really uh, commonly think of. I mean, an, another thing is um, just not, not only uh, how wide the church is in terms of the network of believers around the world today... But if you think about it, like the church has been in continuous existence for for around two thousand years, like that's a long time. Yeah, uh, it is. to be to be in existence, and like you figure, like right now we're going through coronavirus, right? right? Which is hard, but you know we have we have so many public health resources and. Um, I don't think a lot of people, some people don't realize, hey, two million people have died, which is awful. But, you know, you look at the 1918 Spanish flu, 50 million people died in two years mm-hmm. when the population of the world was about one seventh what it is now. The Black Plague wow. killed estimates of up to 50% of, of human beings on, on Earth at that time. Um, and the church survived those things as well so um yeah so many so many good things we could say Uh, just 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 about like the church's staying power and um you know all the all the persecutions that the church has gone through all of the times that powerful empires have come in and tried to um to to take it over and to use use it for its own purposes and Sometimes the church has been unhealthy before, right? But but the church has survived. Yeah. Like I just think that's really cool, you know. And like there are certain things like when we pray the Lord's Prayer, for instance, because of, I, I think about this sometimes, like the Lord's Prayer. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we are praying that prayer along with two thousand years of of Christians, along with two millenniums full of people who loved Jesus and, you know, celebrated that together. Mm. Like that's, I just think that's really cool. You know, communion is another thing that has been done since the beginning. Yeah. We are, we are not just taking communion with the people, you know, uh, in, in our local church body. Yes. We're taking it with believers around the world and we're taking it with believers across time. 2000 years. I just think that's, oh, it's really cool. It's incredible. Yeah. It seems weird that we would become so selfish and in, in, inclusive. Yeah. Like, right? Like yeah. with, with, with all those connections. Um, right. You know, one of the things that we've, we uh, have here in terms of the church is that we should be able to, um, in emergency situations, uh, 
we should be able to act more quickly as a church and more effectively to help people in need because we are in some way, maybe not an organization, but an organism of people who are called to do more, to love more, to be more. And um, with that staying power of 2,000 years, and we know that the church is bigger than just who we know, um, we could do so much in times like this flooding. Um, and there are people who are going through stuff here and uh, who are going through some stuff even in Massachusetts, even though the flooding wasn't as intense. Mm-hmm. There are people who have basements bottomed out and, and, and um, who are hurting as a result of what we have seen. Um, and the church can be effective in meeting some of those needs and should be effective. Well, yeah, and, and really, if you think about it, so, so Christianity is the largest religion in the world, like numerically. Okay. And therefore, um, the church is the largest network of people in the world. That includes Facebook. We have, there are more people, there are more Christians than there are Facebook users in the world currently, at least wow. to my knowledge. Yeah. So, um, like, let's take an example like um, Hurricane Katrina, right? Okay. It's well known that there was a massive failure of, uh, of, of and again, we're not, we're not saying this to be political. I'm not blaming this on any one person or party or group of people. But FEMA, so I guess I am blaming on a group of people. FEMA <laughs> failed uh, to, to help the people of New Orleans after the Hurricane Katrina. They took way too long to mobilize, to get there, to get everything set up. And in the meantime the church, many faith-based organizations, and most of those were Christian organizations, got there first because those networks were already in existence. There were local churches in New Orleans that were that were helping people, and they got groups of boats together, literally, to, to sail down these rivers and, and rescue people. Wow. And so, um, so that's just an example. You know, sometimes... The, the church, because we are the largest network in the world, you know, um, social network in the world, we, we, we are able to, to help, uh, to, we're able to mobilize resources and help people um, in, in situations where no one else can, at least not at the, at the speed and the depth that, that we can. Which is so powerful. I mean, what a powerful illustration of what Christ wanted. I mean, if you think about it, yeah. that those groups of people, the, that thing wasn't there. That network wasn't there. And he came out and he made these teachings and he gave himself and sacrificed himself and said, this is the way the world should work. And uh, that leads us to another thing about the church. The church has an awesome shepherd. Mm. And I'm sure you have a great pastor. I know our church does. Um, <laughs> I'm sure... But shameless. The shameless. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you make a shameless comment on our on our special episode. And if you look below the video, there's a link to my new book. <laughs> <laughs> my new book. Keep going. Yes. Uh, the church has an awesome shepherd, and that is Jesus Christ. And um, so so powerful and awesome and wonderful, sacrificial, lead, has led the way in um, 
with his life and his death and his resurrection. And so in that theology, we must never forget that there's a person there that um, led the way and leads the church. Even, even a better leader than whatever, whoever your pastor is, right? And uh, that's, that's saying something. There's a lot of great leaders out there. There's a lot of great yeah. pastors out there. Yeah. And, and so the best pastors, however, understand and know that Jesus is their leader. And not just, they don't just say that. They lead the way in humility. And basically what we've talked about in the last several weeks, in doing justice, in loving mercy, in walking humbly with their God, which, of course, is what Jesus did. Right. Well, you know, we, we talked last week about le- leadership. We, we implicated the leadership in what's wrong with the church. But I do have to sort of give credit to the leadership of the church for, like, we wouldn't be where we are if not for the leaders of the church that helped get Along the, the way. there, yeah, along the way. The people who, who did walk humbly with God. There are so many uh, good examples uh, of, of this out there. Um, I'm just trying, like, one example, extremely public example, obvious, um, Mother Teresa, right? Um, hmm. Just such a good example of someone who is, like, super humble um, and clearly, like, and we can we can get into the semantics of what constitutes a saint another time. You know, we, we may disagree with the Catholic Church. We as Protestants, we believe all all believers are part of the sainthood and and, yeah. and part of that. But but if there ever was a capital S saint, right? <laughs> uh, Mother Teresa would would definitely be up there. Um, yeah, she did some really cool things. So um, yeah, so credit credit to the leaders. Credit to the leaders. But I just want to say. Um, you know, just just a shout out to to anyone who's listening to this podcast who is not a Christian. I think uh, mm. even if you look at the church from from a non Christian perspective, um, I, I know you know there's a lot wrong with the church. Again, we spoke about that last week, and um, the church has done some damage in the world, unfortunately. But I think overall, having a good meta narrative. Meta narrative meaning like this all encompassing way to view the world, right? Um, where so you, you got you get like God helping us all uh, sort of individually and corporately to bring this kingdom here. We we spoke about this uh, or I spoke about this two weeks ago on the on the podcast. Um, so and the kingdom is full of love and peace on earth and um, it's motivating people to bring those things here. I, I almost think like, whether you're a Christian or not, how could you not want those things for the mm. world, you know? Um, it's, it's just a very, very healthy way to look at things. Um, again, like as an individual, to find yourself in that and, and as, you know, see yourself as, as a key part of that mission, you yeah. know? But also, you know, seeing yourself as a part of a community that can can do those things, like, even if you said, hey, I don't know about this whole God thing. I just, you know, let's just, fine, take God out of the picture. Seriously, try this. Take God out of the picture and take, take a lot of the things we've been saying on this podcast and just, like, tell me those things aren't compelling. Because mm. they, they are. 
even even without the God piece, which is essential, don't get me wrong, but um, and we hope you, you come to know God and all that stuff, but even without that God piece of the puzzle, um, you know, this this whole mission that we're that we're all a part that the church believes it's a part of it is very compelling and when people really get into that um, it's it's very healthy and there's there's a bunch of mental health studies on that and we could get into like Maslow's hierarchy of needs or something but but this is um, I think it's a very very good thing to look at even even if you're not a Christian um, there's some really good stuff in there so hopefully you've, you've benefited I mean I. Having, you having said that, I, I've always wondered what makes the world, because there, there clearly has been a shift in the last, let's say the last 20 years, uh, it could even be a little longer than that, to where people outside of the church are doing tremendously amazing things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And... One of the things I wonder is, is has that 2.18 billion Christians even grown? And once again, when I say the church, I'm also thinking about a bunch of organizations. But it's, it flows beyond any of those organizations. Like, you know, they're probably Mother Teresa's that the church, both Catholic, Protestant, and has let go mm. because they didn't fit a mold or whatever. And right. those people just um, continued to be a living organism with their communities, wherever those may have been. I mean, and so I think you're spot on. The kingdom is here. It's also on the way. God is doing great things. Uh, oh, that's a, different, that's a different... I was reading the wrong thing. But, but in terms of building, bringing a kingdom of love and peace to earth. That's so important and good. And it's almost like, okay, there's a method to stocks, right? Yeah. To, to investing. And people were really good at trading, which I'm not. Um, but they, things go up and then they go down. Even if it's the greatest in the world, there are going to be times when that goes down, mm -hmm. right? And I think maybe this is the church. The church is, is going through and will continue to go through this amazing um, upness. And they'll have times. We'll have times when it goes down. Perhaps because there are people who take advantage of a situation. There are people who take advantage of a scenario where there is success. And success mm -hmm. doesn't always breed more success. Sometimes success breeds um, horrendous things. Honestly, yeah, it's <laughs> right? true. It's true. Right. But like, like what you're saying, you know, there there are a lot of there are a lot of. So we're not saying here, right, on in this episode that like, hey, the church is doing great things, and if you're not a part of the church, you're not doing great things. Like that's not that's not what we're saying, uh, and yeah. actually. So you're sort of saying the opposite of that, right? Oh, absolutely. Like there, you're right. There has sort of there. There's been this shift in mindset of um, it's almost like the common view of what is like decent and acceptable has has shifted away from like the church is no longer at the center of that. 
Mm. The church is sort of either on the periphery or in some people's minds, totally out of what is decent and, and is, is changing the world for the better, right? I would say the organization. Yes. The yes. organization of church. Definitely. And that's, that's, sometimes terms can be limiting, mm. right? Yeah. You said the Lord's Prayer, right, earlier? Right. Which is a great prayer, right? And I think it's awesome. Right. However, Jesus told us to pray like that. Right. Right? And so sometimes um, we come together and we expect to pray these exact words, and terms can be limiting, right? Right. And we have to go sometimes flow beyond... Uh, even with the church, like right now, I'm thinking, what does the church look like? Building or not? Like, what, what does the church look like in 20 years? And how can we be a part here at Chapman? How can we be a part of what that looks like? <laughs> you know, that, that's really funny because, so, so I work for a church denomination. And um, a couple years ago, I worked in the department at that church denomination of church planting. And so this was, I kid you not, December of 2019, my boss and I are sitting at some conference, uh, we're getting lunch at some conference in Minneapolis, and we are sitting there and he is making fun of online church services. He's like, yeah, I think, I think that's like, you know, totally stupid and, and wrong, like it's just, it's no one, no one's actually connecting from that and no, you know, no one's actually benefiting from that. And now he is like the biggest proponent of online services ever. Like, really? like literally by April of 2020, so this is, that's five months after our conversation, he was like, this is, you know. I mean, how do you not at that point? Right. So, so, so like the church has to change. The church has to grow. And if we're going to keep doing things right, um, I think one of our strongest traditions has to be like the tradition of change, the tradition of mm. accepting change. Yeah. So let me ask you this because I've wanted, I was going to talk to you about this off camera. Oh. But I think it's, a, it's an important discussion, even maybe now. And if you're listening to this podcast, not on YouTube, my eyebrows are raised in anticipation. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> so I've heard some that our like our podcast um it's very difficult for people to watch it like people listen to it in the church mm. but it's very difficult to watch or listen to it on sunday morning as mm. a service yeah yeah how do you think that plays into this because because we we essentially put this up on sunday morning at 10 a.m and this is our live church service right yeah, and so and so, are we doing a disservice to the church? Um, and I guess I, I say that kind of uh, rhetorically, like, as, or or in a way in which I don't know, but I can involve myself in the discussion. Um, are we doing a disservice to our church to not have a traditional service, or is there a way that we are we are changed, and this is the way we're moving? in terms of services are going to be different? Yeah, well, that's a great, great question. I mean, thank you. First of all, like if we think about this just in purely 
practical non-religious terms, right? Okay. A church service is communication content, right? It's it's Correct. usually most of a service is one-way communication, right? You have the people up on the stage and they're communicating something yeah. to, oh, oh, and I'll use this term, an audience, right? Um, yeah. And and so that's sort of the way that the the information flows. So I would say. They're partially it's two-way in terms of the music. Yes, and, and then there's the music and your lead. So that, that gets a little complex. But um, when you move to online, right, it's, it's sort of, it's not that different, right, uh, when, when you move to online other than, like you said, the music. Correct. Um, but a podcast in particular, and here's where we get into like, yeah, because it's so much less formal, a lot of those, a lot of those traditions that we just talked about are gone. Like, like I don't, we haven't really done like the Lord's prayer in here. Actually, I don't think we've done a prayer on on here uh, live anyway. You know, um, correct. But people can use the information they've learned, you know, in their prayer, whatever. But um, yeah, I, so I, I think I think it's all about expectation. I think it's all about expectation and tradition, and. Uh, <laughs> To answer your question, um, I don't think we're doing a disservice. Okay. Um, but people people just need to realize what this is and what it's not. And uh, I mean, really, a church of our size, you know, right as it stands right now, yeah. um, we are punching above our weight in terms of having a particular online presence. Correct. Um, so, and by the way, so I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. So, um, and I don't want you to latch onto this too much, people. But we have some really cool plans for the future. And there may be a time coming soon where there will be an online, a live online service that is high quality and um, will fulfill those those desires for tradition that some of you might have or you might think Ryan and Marty are just off their rockers doing this whole podcast thing. You may be pleasantly surprised in the future. I can't tell you when. I don't even know exactly what that's going to look like. But wow. there is a dream uh, in the works. It's still in the planning phase. But, he has uh, a dream. Yes. So there could be something cool coming up. Sorry, I went long there. That's what is okay. your answer to that question? I mean, I, I, I certainly feel like I think it depends on the content. Like, there is something to be said about having a time of a pastor preach. That's what Christians have historically right. historically done, right. right? And Paul talked about preaching, and we can always have a conversation around what did he mean by the term preaching, mm. right? Like, mm. because it's not like they got in groups and everybody sat and listened to one guy for a long period of time, right? Right. right. And so that has drastically changed over the years. I do think that it's incumbent upon us, and you've helped a little bit with this, to give, and you said that the word, uh, high-quality content. Mm -hmm. And then as you listeners or viewers uh, participate, both in comments and in, in, in different ways, we're able to grow as a podcast and grow as a church because this is really where we do this from out of Chaffin Church, that's why we call it the Chaffin Church podcast, and and um, because to be clear, there you know, 
like we've said, okay, there are some, we, we have gotten a few comments here and there of people like, hey, like, what's the deal with the podcast, you know? Yeah, and of it's course. The, it's their nice way of saying, like, I think this is a stupid idea, you know, <laughs> which is fine, right? Yes. But to be fair, the majority of the people have viewed this mostly positively, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think I think of the negative comments I've heard, which means there are more that I haven't heard. Uh, two of them have been female. Okay. One of them have been male. Okay. Um, and I think that maybe podcasting right now, and this is just me being brutally honest, I don't even know if it's right, is, is now in unequally imbalanced to favor men listeners i think men mm. gravitate maybe men gravitate even toward new technology faster and i say that and i could be totally wrong but i say that because i'm i'm recently getting into like cryptocurrency right uh -huh, like uh -huh. and it's almost all men it's not like not it's not all men but it's all like a ton of men it's yeah. very imbalanced and so there could there could be sociology sociology studies on that i don't mm. know but we want you to know that we do want to give really high-quality Christian um, content to you as you listen and as you watch. That's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but that's okay. We had a little extra time, I think. Yeah, we did. We did. So, okay. So, looping back around from, from the rabbit trail, what do you... Like overall, like if, if you can, so we, we've said a bunch of, what do we have? Five or six things that we've said so far yep. about things that are right with the church. If you could kind of um, in a sentence or two or three, what what is overall going right with the church? Because that, that was the title of our episode here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think... The church, by and large, and its theology is growing, including the evangelical church. I think a lot of it is because of I problems. I love how you have to put that in there. I love how you have to specifically name. <laughs> a lot of, I mean, because they, you know, they had a period, of, the evangelical church had a period of success in the 20th century. For, for our non-Christian listeners, just really quickly, what is, what is evangelical? What, is, what does that mean? I think a, a church that, 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 focuses uh, on getting people saved in terms of a prayer, that's probably the biggest marker. Like, hmm. um, there are some other things. I mean, I, I could say like a high emphasis on the Bible, but I think that's a little shady. Yeah, so that, but that's sort of the differentiating factor, right? This is how evangelical is sort of different from yes, like the like, rest of the church. Right. right. The evangelicalism says there's a period of time you get saved, you say a prayer, and that is your time to be born again. Whereas others might say, well, it, and there's, there's, there's this whole culture around that, that um, Jesus... Um, you know, it's, it's focused more away from social justice and more towards um, kind of an individualistic, uh, I need to be a better Christian. Those are probably, that's probably another distinction. Right. So if you've ever heard someone use the term, oh, I'm a born again Christian, chances are that person is an evangelical or, or at least something similar. Yeah, yeah, correct, yeah. correct. 
So, sorry, um, continue. So, yeah, because they've used that expression. Because Jesus used it too, right? I mean, like, in, in a way, he said that. Um, and we could say there's lots of reasons why he said that and the illustrations he used. Um, but I would say that the theology, thanks to a few people, like N.T. Wright and a few really solid Bible teachers, and mm-hmm. um, the theology has grown a little bit, in even in America, that where the kingdom, when Scripture talks about the kingdom of God, it's not talking about a, necessarily about a place way up in heaven, like a platonic, like, area up above the earth or the universe but the kingdom of god is here and it's still on its way it's, mm-hmm. so there's this there's this multi-layered meaning to this kingdom of god that we hope and we also have and bring in uh with our actions so i think god is doing great things in this world through and occasionally despite the church uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and you sort of get that sense, right? Like, if you, yeah. if you spend any amount of time, you know, in, in a church, you know, some people, sometimes we get burned by churches, but if you've ever been a part of a solid, you know, faith community that follows Jesus, you, you do sort of, and th- this is why people go, this is why people get latched on. If you're not a Christian and you're wondering why people go to church, I think ultimately this is this is the sense that people get that really keep them there if, if they're if they're there for the right reasons in the first place it's mm. that you know the kingdom is coming but the kingdom is also already here and it's 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 this beautiful kind of mission that we're all on together and you know yeah. i just want to as you said that and even though i said it you wrote it i said it and yeah. then you said it again and I, I something grabbed onto my mind some churches really focus on the fact that the kingdom is already here. Mm. And some churches really focused that the kingdom of God is on its way in the future. That might be the biggest difference between <laughs> between like well yeah, and it's like well when they say, you know, the church the church is on or the kingdom is on its way in the future and it's like this far away future. Like we're we're separated from it. You know what I mean? Right, and we yeah, correct. But but it's like it's like, oh, but but that that future is coming soon. So like, we have to be ready. But also, we're separated from it. It's this very weird uh, thing. Yeah, you know. So I wonder if if the church is at its rightest when it's focusing on both of those things. Yes. When it's understanding yeah. that there is a future hope, but also and equally important that it's here, and we're able to, uh, with the Spirit of God, bring in. The, these ideas of love and hope and peace and the fruits that the Spirit gives us um, into this world that is not naturally like this. I mean, I was naturally born wanting to tear the head off of anyone who tried to beat me in soccer. That's just how it was. As the great John Foreman once said, oh. I'm ready now. I'm not waiting for the afterlife. Boom! You know what? We, we've mentioned that song like at least four or five times on this podcast. Go ahead, hop on Spotify or no, Apple no, no, Music. No, even better. We should have a different closing song in this episode. We can't do that for copyright reasons. Oh, but okay. Go Keep ahead going. and go on Spotify or or uh, Apple Music and just search for "Afterlife" by Switchfoot. 
Um, maybe it won't be your genre, but listen to the lyrics because they are really, really good uh, lyrics. So please do that. So, okay. So let's talk about Chaff and Church. You sure. are uh, on the leadership team here. What do you think Chaff and Church is doing right? Boy, not much. No. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, well, I think... Um, if, if we look at the record of Chaffin Church's, um, again, I'm going to relate it to what we, what we said earlier about, first of all, the staying power of, of Chaffin Church, right? Chaffin Church has been in existence for, sorry, I think it's a little bit over 100 years, right? Um, yeah, I mean, the Sunday school started in 1895, 1903. Okay, like 120, so like 120, 125 years, whatever yeah. it is, right? Um, that's pretty impressive. If you think about it, yeah, the church's been around for 125 years, um, and despite how old Chaffin Church is, like numerically, the amount of change that that it has been going through recently, and this this is where you start getting into some uniquely cool things about Chaffin, the amount of change that Chaffin has been going through recently is very very weird for for a um we good weird for a old congregation for for a congregation that is uh a centenarian right <laughs> it is an old mm -hmm. old church but uh the amount of change that's been happening good change positive change um growth recently so many good things are are happening but also um again shout out to our non-christian listeners uh, just the amount of good we're doing in the community. Um, yeah. and, and, and some of those ways haven't been terribly original, but they are effective, right? Like yes. our food and coat drive is probably the biggest one that I can think of off yeah. the top of my head. Um, and we also had a drive for like school supplies because we know um, a lot of teachers have to pay for their own school supplies. That's a whole other uh, ball of yarn or whatever. Um, but a lot of students... They can write it off, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of students are required to, um, to, to you know, bring their own supplies to school. Yeah. Uh, probably all of them to a certain extent. Yeah. And some of them can't afford it. A yeah. lot of their parents yeah. have lost their jobs during the pandemic. So we, we've done that. So a lot of practical good, and I also think a lot of spiritual good is happening around here. I just, um, so that's, that's what I... That's what I can think of. Yeah, I mean, I, I was doing the numbers for the podcast. The number, you know, people are listening. You are listening. You're watching. Um, you know, hundreds of people. You love me. You really love me. This <laughs> podcast. And we hope, once again, we want to be a, a light to your day. We want to be able to uh, help you as you desire to grow in Christ. Uh, one of the things that we're doing right now, as anyone watching this live will be able to listen to this or watch this. One of the things we're doing right now is we took the Sunday off of having a worship service and we're worshiping God through service. <coughs> Excuse me. And we're, uh, we're going to serve. So we are um, serving some, some couple elderly couples and a family who just uh, recently had a baby. Yep. So we're going to serve them. And uh, so we're taking time away from but we'd have a normal Sunday, and we're going to, because, once again, change is important. Who's had more phone calls this, this, uh, <laughs> this podcast? You or me? Because we, this thing is like text messages, phone calls. I don't have Facebook on here, and it's still lighting up. 
Yeah. I just wanted to say that. I was just wanted to speak the ring, ring, the truth, ring, mm-hmm. ring. Um, anyways, I think this church also has a desire to do justice, love, mercy, and walk humbly with our God. I, and, and I love that about this amazing place. It's right here. It's a lighthouse in the community, as a building, and uh, yeah, it's good. Things it's are good. things are going well overall here. I think. I don't think there's a there's a amazing leadership team that's kind of at the top of the hierarchy chain here and uh i don't think anyone in that leadership team is is given to power and i love that like Mm. they are like there's good people who want to work hard and make change yeah i mean if anything i think probably about half the leadership team was more hesitant to be in power. <laughs> like, I think it's the opposite. We're yeah. like, I don't know. Like, come on. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Anyways, what's right with the church? I have now been in ministry for 23 years. And uh, it seems hard to believe. But here's what I know. And, I, and Facebook has, even though we've dissed on it before, it has helped me in some ways to realize the immensity, a little bit of the immensity, not 2.18 billion, but a little bit the immensity of what is going on in the world and in the church. And the people that I have run into and, and talked to and seen minister on, even during COVID, minister online, um, the church is doing something right. I mean, there are people who are loving on each other and connecting and it's never been a more exciting time to serve Jesus and, uh, and to serve people in his name. So keep doing it, church. Don't give up. Can I just, can I just add one more thing? Guys, have a great day. <laughs> I think um, the podcast, I think the podcast for me anyway, and I think for you as well, has been so life-giving mm. um, just just like the fact that we get to connect with people some of whom don't even live in our area yeah. um, that we get to connect with every week um, at least for me that that has been um, one of the things that's been going right with the church in my mind um, because it's it's a huge privilege to get to connect with with all of you listeners uh, every week very, very, very cool. I think that's awesome. I, I, and you're spot on. It's been good. Uh, we're going to continue to do it. And uh, I hope you'll continue to listen and be a part, even proactively. Feel free to, once again, text message and all that. Um, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Seems like there's a door opening over there, but I guess not. Nope. Nope. No one's there. No one's there. Hey. Thank you so much. Are we going to do it different today or are we going to do the same? Because you, you I said, think we're going to do the same. I think we're okay. going to do the same today. Thank you for your patience. I had to ask my confidant a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, this has been your good news. Now go and give some out. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Please rate and review and the YouTube, all that stuff, please. And give. Oh yeah, give. We talk about giving. And we have announcements. Why why didn't I just shut it off? (laughs) 
in the world? I'm glad this is a I'm glad this is a podcast and not a service. Oh man, I you know what? You just gave me so much good material for when I do my impression of you. Gosh, (laughs) I'm so worried. (laughs) Um, Okay, so giving. If this podcast has been a help to you, uh, we'd love it if you could um, help support what's going on here at Chaffin Church. You can go to chaffin.church slash giving or just the Chaffin Church website and um, find the giving button. Uh, we'd love if you could do that. It'd be awesome. And um, then you can also text 84321, uh, any, any gift amount, um, I suppose, as long as you have it. <laughs> uh, and then also you can also uh, send a check to 155 Shrewsbury Street in Holden. That is our brick and mortar address. Um, do, do we have any um, announcements? I know we have some stuff happening. Um, well, first of all, so if you've been listening to the podcast, you know we've been doing an announcement every week that there were uh, community cookouts. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, if you miss them, Sorry, you're going to have to wait until next year. Next year. Those are done. Next year. They're done. So you messed up if you didn't go. Dom, dom, dom. Hey, Grandparents' Day is next week. Is so that maybe, a thing? Maybe we'll have a... It is a thing. And so we decided to do something special on during the service on Sunday. Oh. Uh, and so we'll, we should also have a grandparent as a conversationalist here on the podcast. That would be awesome. So if you know of a grandparent, feel free to... Let us know on YouTube or the uh, superior one, Anchor, uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. And uh, anyways, so yeah, that's Grandparents' Day is next week. And then uh, we're having a guys event. Did you know this? I had no idea. It's, a, it's called a, a guys uh, DGW night. Oh, yeah. You mentioned this at the service the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Disc golf and wings. Disc golf and wings. All right. You don't even need talent, Ryan. For some I'm, reason, that, that just doesn't feel like something that needs an acronym, but, but I'm really happy that there is. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Hey, once again, this has been your good news. Now go and give some out. Really, this time, really. Go and give some out.